and welcome to the very first sitcom sit-down showdown. Wow. I'm a John. And so am I. And we are going to be ranking the top 14 sitcoms. Ranking. We are going to be ranking the top 14 sitcoms that we've covered in the first series. That's right. So our ranking system is based on what we find or found most enjoyable. Yeah. With some considerations given for consistency and cultural significance. Really? Mm. I'll go with that. Yeah. So before we get into that, John, mm. so this is episode 15. Yeah. It's flown by a listener. It has. Yeah. So how have you found it? I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I've watched comedies that I probably would never have watched mm. otherwise as well, which is, has been great. And it's been great to have enthusiasts coming in with their favourite yeah. and, and, and like not selling it to us. They don't need to sell it to us, but no, explaining why they enjoy it so much. And it's it's been very, very interesting. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I think a highlight for me has been the guests. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why we're celebrating with the series finale by not having any. Exactly. <laughs> I just, <coughs> once again, elevating our own significance and self-importance. Exactly. More airtime, that's what it's all putting about. Putting us um, in control of this, this rank. So we will be doing a call out for suggested sitcoms for guests to come on. We can, uh, there's, there's so many sitcoms, there are literally hundreds of them, we've only talked about 14. Oh, we've, we've merely scratched the surface, So John. we are not declaring that this is the top 14 no, no. sitcoms of all time, just the ones that we've given our attention to over the past year. Absolutely, and as a get-out with jail card, some of these places could, I mean, if you ask me next week, some of them might get juggled around a bit, you know, but at the, at the day I sat down and thought about it, this was the 14 in that order. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep. We, yeah. Don't be going changing your mind. I'm not changing my mind. It's I'm okay, just, though. it's just a bit of a get out of jail card in case anybody gets, in case the listener gets nasty about my selections. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, John, for sticking with us. For You came along for the pilot and now you're I along did. for the journey. I know. Yeah. Um, thanks for, thanks for asking me, John. You're welcome. Mate, as I'm so. contractually obliged to say. You ruined it there. Oh, I'm sorry. I always have to let the side just trying to just no, be it's been, nice it's been, and sincere. It's been my pleasure, John, as you will. I think all will. of the listeners tell me that they're only here for um, our chemistry. And <laughs> I never said sexual chemistry. No. But that's what I was thinking. I was so, going to say they're here for our geography, but I'm not going to change the subject at this point. <laughs> None of this is going to make the edit. Thank God. That's one of the things that I enjoy about the edit in process is that stuff that doesn't really land or stuff that I just think that could get me in trouble I can generally take it out what Mm. I might do is when I'm editing this one is just edit it from where I just said that's not going to make the edit and leave the listener wondering it'll save you a lot of what it was that happened (laughs) save you a lot of ass on it yeah Yeah. okay so let's jump in yeah so we're gonna, let's rank these from number 14 to number one. Sorry, I was thinking of the top 40 rundown on Top of the Pops many yeah. years ago. Yeah, we should have got some kind of re- reputable yeah. songs. A whole lot of love. I go back that far. Yeah. Here we are with As it happens. I used to get in trouble for doing that impression, ladies and gentlemen. Really, why? I'm not really quite sure, as it happens. Well, it depends what period of time you did it. Well, that's true, yeah. And um, whether you were in a... Money doing his voice, not, not his habits. Yeah. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> that's not going to be the edit. That's how bad it is. That was Tony Blackburn I was doing. <laughs> okay, so what I was thinking is you should do your 14, then I'll do my number 14, and then we'll do it that way. Uh, what did you rank as your 14 from the 14 sitcoms that we have reviewed in series one? I feel a bit bad about this because it was recommended by a very close friend of mine, but I've had to go 
Red Dwarf at number 14. Really? Yeah. Um, Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane. Ooh! Um, yeah, I do apologise, darling. It's not. It's, it's just... It's no reflection I, on you. Sarah. It's no reflection on you. Um, it's just not for me. It's probably the one I've least enjoyed. Um, not because it's bad. I mean, to be honest, none of them are bad. They all made yeah. me laugh. Yeah. Um, it's just... Not quite my cup of tea, really. You know, I mean, this. I mean, I'm not a big sci-fi kind of guy, and, and it's not really about sci-fi. Is it? it's about disparate people trying to rub along in a mm. enclosed space. So from that point like of view, like a like a sitcom, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just, and there's some good jokes in it, and it is funny. It was entertaining, but I think, like I said to you earlier, John, when, when if 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 I was flicking through the channels and it was on, I wouldn't necessarily hover on that channel and, and watch the end of it because um, there was some good stuff in it the characters are, are good but I maybe just don't care enough about them to yeah. to get too engaged um, I say I've got an affection for Red Dwarf um, watching it back it's not the funniest but it's no. got some interesting ideas and it's certainly one of the most memorable mm. sitcoms yeah I won't knock anybody for liking it it's just not for me yeah okay. just not for me so um, so my um, number 14 and I didn't want to put this at 14, but I did. It's a US sitcom. It's Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> now, I, I, the reason I didn't want to put it at 14 is because it was obvious that I was going to do this because I <laughs> enjoyed so much just ragging it <laughs> in episode seven, um, where we just basically slagged off the character of Raymond yeah. uh, with great glee. See, I didn't want to put Everybody Loves Raymond at 14 because um, Lynn's recommended it, and I didn't want her to think that... She didn't recommend it thinking it was the best sitcom she'd ever seen. It was just no. kind of, no, it was that. on. I'm not saying that. But it's not like a passive aggression. On, no. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I've ever met her, actually. She'll sleep tonight, yeah. don't yeah, worry about it. Once I've finished with her, no, I'm joking. That's just the kind of thing <laughs> that Raymond would say. Yeah. And get away with it with a funny quip later on. Yeah. That's all 14. So my 13 mm-hmm. um, was the suggestion of our guest Andy Hampel. And I've gone for The Good Life. Really? I know. And it's the first time I'm going to say that I think that any kind of officiado of sitcoms is going to think, what the hell is this guy talking about? Because one of the most classic beloved sitcoms. But to be honest, he's done quite well to get to number 13 because it beat Raymond. (laughs) It's beat Raymond. (laughs) It's it's got something going for it. Um, I enjoyed researching it. And it's fine. It's just fine. But there's some really good ones on this list. So it's not, again, a negative thing. It's just, comparatively speaking, I didn't enjoy it as much. It's it's all about opinion. It's a game of opinions, Johnny. Okay. Where did you put The Good Life? The Good Life. Um, I had it higher than I thought I would, Ooh, strangely. It, several pages. It, it may be because I got it at number six. Wow. It. Um, yeah. I think it... When I first started watching it, I, it didn't. It suffered slightly from having watched Friday Night Dinner before it because it was yeah. quite a big handbrake turn. And some of the early episodes were great, but when it kicked in, the chemistry between the four of them, all top-notch comedy mm. actors, by mm. the way. I think you mentioned before the charisma of Richard Bryars and the comedic talents of Mag. I mean, Penelope Kiefer's Margot Ledbetter. Mm. It was one of the great comedy characters. I just really, really enjoyed revisiting it after all these years, and yeah. it surprised me how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed, um, for the record, recording the podcast. It was the one that precedes this one. It was yeah. good to see Andy again. And, uh, it was great to see Andy. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guest. So, okay, not a reflection on anybody else. I'm not going to stop saying that now. Okay. <laughs> so what did you have as number 13? 
number 13. This is going to be, this is going to shock a lot of people. Some friends, a man might not talk to me anymore. But Bottom. Okay. A bit like Friday Night Dinner, it suffered from binge watching because I sort of like to binge watch to kind of mm. catch up with it again because it's 30 years old. It's not like it's, I feel disloyal because Young Ones was my um, sort of Monty Python. Yeah. And obviously the Rick Miller, Edmonton yeah. connection. I feel a little bit disloyal, but yeah, it's kind of. I think probably the binge, watch, binge watching didn't help. Oh God, he's going to hit him again. He's going to hit him again. Um, but I must just say, Rick Miller's energy in it is just yeah. unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. And no, it's not again, again, like Red Dwarf. It's not like it never amused yeah. me, but it just. I don't know. It just seemed a little bit dated and as I say some of it was a bit repetitive and I can only say what I feel mm. you know when I when I went through it but again none of I didn't hear any of them but mm. it just I just had to, looking at the others I had to mark it lower yeah so I mean bottom as I said this is on episode six we didn't have a guest on this one I picked it because it was one of my team well it was probably was my seminal team kind of kind of your young ones I would imagine yeah sort of yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, although I put it at number 12 Really? Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. I just don't think it's as it's dirty as well as some of the others. And I see it at bottoms on, but I don't want to. I don't really need to see a full episode. No, ten no. minutes. You have a fair <laughs> idea what's going to happen. Everything. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. does. Um, you just get a glimpse of those wonderful characters, but it's all, the characters almost like, oh, that's a really good idea. But then every situation is, just, you just know that it's just going to end up in violence and misery. Absolutely. I could go, watch that on the news, couldn't I? <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing, but yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. yeah. Episode six, we talked bottom. <clears throat> Do I, I don't no, there's no, there was nothing in that. No, there was nothing in that. Right, well, nothing, I just said that bottom was my number twelve. There was nothing what, in bottom. What what was your number twelve? My number twelve, as it happens, was everybody loves Raymond. Ah, I got in trouble. Wayne Dewsbury told me off. Well, he, he, yeah, he he thought we was a bit mean about everybody loves Raymond. But I think, and it's again, it's not because it's not funny. And, and the, there's an uh, episode, which I think I mentioned on the night, called Marie's Marie Sculpture, mm. which is was voted one of the great sitcom episodes of all time, and quite rightly, where she does a sculpture and she's the only one who doesn't realise what it looks like. But I'll look it up, viewer, listener, sorry. But um, So what yeah, did Wayne say then? The, the he, he, I think he loves it. And he said, oh, you know, you two dissing it. And he, oh, well, he didn't sorry, say it. He doesn't say things like diss because he's not from, like, Compton. But he, he, um, he's from Be- Bempton. Um, no, he's from Beverly. But yeah, it's the, what I've written. I just, I, I'm just kind of reading my notes slightly. But it's not like I never enjoy watching it. And to be honest, it's on at the ideal time because you've just been totally depressed by the news, mm-hmm. and you click on Channel Four at nine o'clock in the morning. And thank God, there's like Doris Roberts and Peter Boyle and mm-hmm. Patricia Heaton, who I think are the three best characters in it. And I, and I think it's, I think it, it books you up when you've watched a load of news. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. But it's just, it's such a, I know a lot of sitcoms are a slight premise, but it is really quite a slight premise, isn't it? Yeah. And he's not the most likeable. And they can't really do light and shade with Raymond, isn't it? Because he can't really do light and shade, can he? He's just a wisecracker. Yeah. So, it, was, um, it was one of my favourite ones for us to record, though. And certainly my favourite to edit. Just Went off on a tangent, If you haven't it? listened to, <laughs> uh, where is it? Episode 7. Yeah, we, um, we really do just go off on one at the end. Yes. I enjoyed it. So uh, my number twelve was bottom. We've covered because uh, my number eleven. You covered bottom. Was Red Dwarf, which we've already discussed. Really, which again I'd still have an affection for. Um, uh, to be honest, I think we need to stop apologising for the placing on the list mm. that we have for these because the fact is that they're on this list because we wanted to watch them. 
Yes. So, what was your number 11? My number 11 was Friday night dinner. Ooh. To be honest, I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, it's not. It wasn't a. It wasn't an effort to watch them. I think I watched nearly all of them. Um, just at times, it felt a little bit lazy and rushed, and it, and it did suffer from. I mean, all right, he's going to put salt in his water. You know what I mean? The, the, the two, the two sons bickering yeah. got quite tiresome because of watching it in that way. I guess. And they were very lucky to get two more series after the moving house episode, which finished. Series four off because I just thought that was so flat. But no, the plus is Jim's an amazing character, the eccentric neighbour mm. with his with the the doggy scared of Wilson. Wilson, are we scared <laughs> of? Paul Ritter, after a slow start, I thought anyway, got better and better. And Tam, yeah. Tamsin and Greg, as I said on the for the episode, just absolute class. Yeah, absolute class. Sitcom royalty. And just the facial expressions were just were. Uh, exquisite you know to, to what was going on around and the madness yeah I think also I think for me really enjoyable episode where we had Andy Train on as the guest this is episode 13 so another recent one mm. and just seeing how much Andy loved it as well sort of oh, made Andy, me love it a little bit more Andy was great yeah absolutely fantastic yeah okay so we're into our top 10 now top 10 what did you have as your number 10 in between us <gasps> I know it's, there's some controversial choices yeah. Controversial choices. See, I love the in-betweeners. I had it ranked much more highly. I've got it as my number three. I, 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 I can't um, fault you. And that was on the criteria of what I found and find the most enjoyable. Yeah. With some consideration for consistency and cultural significance, which I think it had all of those things, um, whilst also being incredibly ridiculous. But will you listen to... The podcast of us talking about the Inbetweeners. We just—it's one of those where we just reeled off all of the things that we enjoyed about the Inbetweeners. <coughs> yeah, so, a- absolutely. So I can only think that you're you're in awe of your top nine to place it where you have. I don't think I don't think it's. I think it's funny. I think it's it's. I like the gross out humour. Yeah. I like the politically incorrectness because kids of that age are. Yeah, and I think that needs to be reflected. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not for all this sen- censorship of everything. Um, if you're going to tell a story of some lads that age, tell it. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah, it's just it's just one of them. You like let it wash over. You don't have to think so much. It's just mm-hmm. there, and it and and yeah, it's great. It could have been higher. It's just it could it could have easily been higher than the office, to be honest with you. But that's another story. Right. Well, I put it at number three, um, and that was episode twelve that we did with Callum Major. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my number ten. Yeah. Allo allo. Ah. I get, it's just again it was the archetypal sitcom I used mm. to watch it as a kid if it was on now I'd watch a little bit but I don't think I'd want to sit down and particularly get invested in it um, <laughs> Can you get it was an early podcast we did it was number three yeah. um, it, I really enjoyed that one mainly because I was silly and, and, and wrote a little fake script for it but <laughs> then sort of like underestimated how much time <laughs> that required I mean, that was like an early feature that I mm. never fulfilled um, just just as a one off but um, yeah I mean again it's a level it's, it's a classic and it's my number 10 that's absolutely fine I did it at number 7 John right. I did it at number 7 so I didn't have it that much higher and I, I, when I was thinking about it, it was a bit, it's a bit of a sentiment, sentimental selection. Mm. One of them things I used to enjoy watching with mum and dad when it was... Yeah, yeah. And um, it's kind of harmless, the double entendres. Mm. The, it's very English. It's kinda, I was growing up, I grew up with like carry-on films, and it reminds me a lot of that. Flash of Stocking Top, the kinky Gestapo, which uh, the funny thing is it probably, it'd be seen maybe as a bit sexist now or, or whatever. They probably 
was more worried about that than making Nazis likable. <laughs> but um, it, and it, but the, I mean, to its detriment, it went on too long. Yeah, it went on long, longer than the war. But when it was good, it was really funny. Really. Yeah. Funny. Okay. Well, my number nine, and this is where I think my controversy begins. <gasps> Faulty Towers. Ah. Many people's ultimate sitcom mm. um, and again I've enjoyed it and I watched it when I was younger yeah. but I just don't think it's aged as well and is of to my personal taste compared to some of the others on the list but again I felt a bit weird doing that um, we covered this on episode 4 but yeah and John Cleese is a legend and the characters are magnificent and we uncovered some subplots around human slavery and yeah. some of the dark stuff it got quite there, deep yeah. yeah, it did, it did. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed that, and I enjoy watching Faulty Towers, but it's not one that, with confidence, I would recommend to my kids, for example, to watch. No. No, as, as you say, the, 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 the time hasn't been kind to it in some ways. Where did you have it? I did at five, though. Right, Again, yeah. it's probably, it may have been a, a kind of a sentimental uh, thing, because I think I was at the age to find Cleese's character just unbelievably funny. Yeah. Um because it was about, I think it started in about 75, so I'd have been about seven. And that's, I mean, some of it's now the language and the hitting a Spanish where it's, you know, it's, it's not really acceptable, is it? But he's the kind of monster you root for. And, and you know, you kind of want him to, you know, mm. keep the money from the bet and things like that. And the fact, and, and it's the fact he kept it to 12 episodes, I think, was too, you know. Am I imagining this or are they bringing that? it back? Apparently, there's talk of them bringing it back. Yeah, after we did the podcast that was well there was another one on the list which you've not mentioned yet but that's happened isn't it it's almost like we thought we had like the kiss of life for yeah. certain sitcoms <laughs> yeah they, they are talking about it. i think it's a massive mistake and they should just leave it be but there you go but yeah, yeah i think in the it, words of the guy the italian guy from a lower low what a mistake to make what a mistake to make yeah but yeah it, as i say it may have been sentimental but i've got it at five okay and what's your number nine Oh, controversial again, because it's seen as a modern-day classic, even though it was 20 years ago, The Office. Um, I enjoyed it, but there was something about revisiting it that was slightly disappointing. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's because that style's been done more since, and it was quite, you know what I mean, that sort of documentary mm. style. Um, cringe comedy sometimes as well, when it's, when it's really cringy. I don't enjoy that much. But no, I mean, I, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with the character. There's nothing wrong with, I, I think it did break, it did like um, break boundaries and stuff. You know, the way it was done, um, I think it's good. I mean, I love I loved Gervais. I think, I mean, he somehow shoehorned the, the N-word into one scene in about two minutes, which was just amazing, <laughs> um, without like offending anyone, which I just thought was, <laughs> you could almost see him daring himself to do it. Um, did the right thing again, kept it to a couple of series, nearly cheered when he gave the sexiest, horrible Finch way, told him to fuck off at the end. Um, um, but I must be honest, I've probably enjoyed stuff like maybe Extras and even Derek more. Okay. In retrospect. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're now into the uh, the top eight. I've gone for Friday Night Dinner. Have you? Yeah. I think I've already... I, that wasn't a big reveal. I think I said that earlier. What was your number eight? My eight was only Fools and Horses. <gasps> right, that's the, the that's the big one. What? Yeah. Um, wow, that was our pilot. We, we only watched Margate um, 
which again seemed a little bit dated and maybe a little bit problematic now. Some of the language. Yeah. But as a series on the whole, anyone who's responsible for Tony Angelino, Trigger's Broom, the Chandelier, and Marlene's Foster Tits <laughs> is all right with me. When it was good, it was as good as it gets. Um, right. Again, maybe hindered by how long it kept going. Yeah. Um, but again, it just—I don't know—maybe a bit dated now, but um, but still wonderful, wonderful. Okay. It could Alolo and that could have been the other way around. You know, what I mean, it's it's one of them. Yeah. But no, still magic. This is this is interesting. It's yeah. interesting how we've um, come up with a very different charts here. What's your number seven? Number seven in the charts. Oh, it was Alolo. All right. Yeah. My number seven, and it's the first time it's been mentioned, mm. is Frasier. Ah, really? Well, our first guest, Ian Thompson, came on for episode five. Yeah. I love Frasier. Uh, I, I think I said on the podcast that it was like something that, it was like a running joke in my family. Oh, John likes Frasier. <laughs> so I do like Frasier. And the fact that is, I've made it in the top half. Um, oh, and, and it's another one that mm. is being resurrected. That was another one that we gave the kiss of life to. And you're Absolutely. pulling that face again, aren't you? It is, yeah. I'm, with, I'm with concerned Nicholas Lindhurst. Again. Nick Lindhurst, yeah. 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 They, so we've got Only Fools and Frasier. Yeah. Wow. I won't say too much about it because I've got it higher up. But When you listen, um, listener, to the episode oh. five, Frasier, uh, you get taken on a bit of a visual journey by Ian, don't Ian's, you? He, Ian's recall of that. It? The Valentine scene is amazing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, give yourself a treat. Or yeah. just watch it. <laughs> yeah. But if you haven't got the opportunity to watch it, listen to Ian talking about it. Absolutely. It's like you're there in the room. Yeah. So what's your number six? Uh, the Good Life, which I sorry, I kind of spoke all over when you when you mentioned it. But yeah. Love no, it's just, it's just the unusual format that I've decided to do this podcast. I, I loved the... Yeah, I loved re-watching it again. I said, at first I thought this was going to be a slog, but... Then the sort of magic started to happen, and it and it didn't feel too dated because it's quite a, I mean the idea of self sufficiency mm. seems quite relevant still, and I just think the four performers are absolutely outstanding. Yeah, yeah, and the chemistry, particularly between Tom and Barbara, it's just so natural. I just it, it I really it was just a warmth that gave me. I I wanted to put it quite high up because it was it was great. Yeah, so as previously mentioned, your number. Six is the good life. Yes. <laughs> Mentioned it like a second ago, John. Sorry. <laughs> oh, and the motorbike's not going past. It's just, it, oh, just, it's all just too much for us. My number six is Arrested Development. Ah, right. Interesting. Andy Pearson came on to champion that in mm. episode 10. Did a very good job of it. Yeah, another really uh, enjoyable episode. We didn't make. have to say much. Did we? Right, do you know, I keep saying that they're all enjoyable. Like, if one of the guests is listening to this and I don't say that it's enjoyable or they're going to notice. Just make sure I say it every I think time. It's, I think we have to make it clear at this point we've enjoyed all four. Maybe we should rank the guests as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, but we won't do it. I mean, I, I would go... Um, so this is worst to best. Yeah, there. There, 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 and oh, definitely there. Really? Yeah. Okay. Controversial um, again. No, <laughs> I do hope none of them are paranoid. <laughs> the thing is, like, can I j just for the record, for, just between us, mm. I was randomly, randomly pointing yeah. there. Yeah, oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. I was making a mental note. Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So that was my number six. Your number six is 
the good the life. Good life yeah. Again, just to yeah. recap. So we're now in <laughs> fucking. Hell. We're in the top I've done five. this in such a complicated way, haven't uh, I? It will. It'll. It'll. Right. So but we're getting together. serious now. It'll dovetail. So you're number five. My number five is flowery twats. It's faulty <laughs> towers. Um, My number five, yeah. modern family. Ah, interesting. First time that's come up. Yeah. It's just good. That must be ranking high with both of us, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, so it's, you've ranked it higher than I have. I have ranked yeah, it higher, yeah, yeah. There's a lot to rank about in that. There's a lot of ranking to be done when yeah, when you yeah, think about that. There is. Um, yeah, it's just good. It's just good sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep me powdered right till I get to it, but yeah, it, it is a very good sitcom. Do you know what I love about these sitcom sit-down is John's thorough analysis. Yeah, it's good, it's just good. It's just yeah. good sitcom. <laughs> It's just really good. That's all we've got time for this time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're learning a lot. They're learning a lot. Um, what is your number four? Is the royal family, John? Oh. It's the highest ranking of the British sitcoms that I've got. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, Modern Family was my highest ranking US one, and we did four US ones and ten UK ones. Really? Yeah. Really. That mm. is. Um, yeah, the royal family. Um, I just should jump in. My royal family, sorry. I also ranked at number four. Did you agree? Yeah, yeah. well, um, all I can say, beautifully familiar. You know, yeah. they, there's something you kind of know them all. You feel you know them all. It's beautifully written. Um, typical sort of working class situation that I know when I grew up. It, it's just so familiar. Very again, as I've said with some of the other ones, it was kind of decision not to make too many. Yep, just kept people wanting more. You know, like the office and faulty towers. Great lines in it. What were you doing when JFK died? I don't know, but I'll bet our immersion was on. <laughs> and and in, in all and the fact they could do the the more serious stuff because yeah. I, the scene, I think I mentioned this at the time, but the scene with Sue Johnston and Liz mm. Smith in the bathroom is one of the best written and best performed pieces of well anything that I've ever seen on television. Mm. Simple as that. Mission bad. They're in the bathroom and she's putting her curlers in. She's, oh. she's doing her hair. See, I imagine her in the, the back room next to the kitchen. But anyway, I'm, I'm just I'm pretty sure they're in the curlers. Oh, you've got right. me doubting myself now. But I'm it's pretty sure really she, not was, I think she was I'm doing her sorry, hair. But it, 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 it was the interaction and the payoff. The yeah, it was end. beautiful. And it was, it was I, I just can't follow it. it. It's as good as it gets in my mind. Yeah, so. but yeah, it's not as good as it gets because we put it number four. Once Just keep your fucking nose yeah. out. Well, I apologise for for splitting hairs on what you were saying, even <laughs> though I could well be wrong, and then also misconstruing what you said. Um, I think I think I mentioned this when we did the recording. Yeah. But, um, I was like, yeah, it's fine, isn't it, Royal Family? But when I watched it, and we had Nathan Major on as the guest of that, yeah. I, I just thought, you know what? This is really, really good. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's the insight you get from me. <laughs> Modern Family, good. Royal Family, really, really good. Really, you can really listen good. to that one on episode eight. The reviews are in. What have you got as number three? Arrested Development, John. All right, okay. Arrested it's good, Development. Isn't it? It's just like really, really, really good. <laughs> when I first started watching that, I'll be honest, I thought this is going to be hard work. There seems to be a million things going on, but God, does it pay you back? Yeah, wow. I've been recommending it to people. I don't know if anybody's listened to me. But... On the night, I remember. I did, but like no one ever seems to come back to me. Oh, what was that thing you ran about? Arrested Development. You expect mm. to come back. Oh, that was good. And they never mention it again. So I'm pretty, I don't know if they found it too hard work or what. But Andy Pearson used the word dense. Now, he's either <laughs> referring to my intellect or the amount of yeah. stuff in it, which is true. It's, it's just you could probably watch the same episode three times and 
see different jokes, yeah. background jokes. There's surrealism. There's great visual jokes. Great, just gags, you know. Yeah. Um, things going on in the background, running gags, just great, absolutely fantastic. It, it's Jason my Bateman. sense of humour. I think it's what it's yeah. almost like you watch them and you go, "This is for me." This. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I always think it's lovely when there's there's like just one character in the midst of the chaos. Trying to hold everything together like Bateman does. Yeah. You see, it's interesting doing this because it's making me going, yeah, why haven't I ranked it higher? <laughs> um, because I said Modern Family was good and then I said Arrested Development was really, really good. It's like I've got a system, a lot of prefixes before good. <laughs> I should have used that system rather than the one I tried to apply. You're doing budget. fine, John. You're doing yeah. just fine, mate. But no, I, I just thought, wonderful. I didn't know there were so many uses for aeroplane stairs. <laughs> and anywhere where you can get a landing like Bob Loblaws. Law blog will do for me. <laughs> so that's episode 10 that we did. Yeah. Uh, my personal relationship with episode 10 is that, as far as the recording goes, it's mm-hmm. the least amount of effort that I've ever had to put in because it was just press record and off Andy went. Just, just. Um, but then it was the most level of effort required to edit it to try and get it down to less than <laughs> two hours. It was just, yeah, get get a bottle of wine down Andy and sit back. Yeah. But no, it was, it was great. And it was it's a fantastic sitcom. I'm, I'm really glad he suggested it because I'd never come across it before so my number three as I've previously mentioned is the in-betweeners because it's really 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 (laughs) (laughs) is anyone keeping a count listener (laughs) what have you got no it is it's terrific it is it is very funny it is very funny what number two I've got modern family ah it's the one thing that was kind of I was going to say toying with myself, but you know. I've just worked out your number one. Sorry, go on. Okay. Um, between that and Arrested Development. Yeah. Because they're both. I, th- I think there's just something about Modern Family that I enjoy watching more. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because it's really, really good. It's because it's really, really good. Um, I think, again, it's funny you get these great mastery acts like T- Tasmin Gregg in um, in Friday Night Dinner and Patty Heaton in, in Everybody Loves Raymond. And I think the same with uh, Julie Bowen mm-hmm. in this. Um, I know everyone goes on about Gloria, mm. Sof- Sophia Vergara. Yeah, but I think it's Julie Bowen who's key to this. But I just this isn't just becoming a list of who we fancy the most. No, it wasn't that. It's just funny these like matriarchal. I think I think it, maybe it doesn't revolve around them at all. But I just think they kind of hold it together in a way. Yeah, well, but, the Phil Dunphy character we discussed, didn't we? I think is the one that people really liked. But Phil Dunphy, yeah, another one punching above his weight. Like that. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, they're all they're all likable. They're all really likable. Eric Stone Street deserves a mention as well mm. um, as Cam. But yeah, I think I think he's great. I, ju- I, d- I don't. Know, I just I'm wondering why didn't I put this further up the charts? <laughs> I don't even remember it really tapering off. You know, in quality wise, it, when there's some episodes uh, better than it, others. Do you know what? But it, it, it sort of the consistency changed slightly, and because in the beginning it was really tight, and like every character was in every episode, and that. That tapered off, but then again, so what? Yeah, but I just don't remember ever being really disappointed. And it's one of them. If it is on, I'll sit and watch. Sit and watch it. You're right, yeah. actually. Yeah, and even like when they took a punt and when they had the celebrity cameos and things like that, actually they all worked. I thought. I thought. I'll, I think my favorite episode is the Steve Merchant one. Yeah, I think that's amazing. That's the one with loads of famous people. Yeah, Courtney yeah. Cox turns up and Beckham. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's and it, it's good. It, it, it is very funny. So yeah, I think it's just it's just really easy to watch and it's good quality. Okay. So my number two, mm-hmm. and I must have been thinking nostalgically, it was the one that recorded in our pilot, Only Fools and Horses. Cool. 
It's just because it's only fills and horses. Yeah, absolutely. It's I mean, like the insight that's dripping off me tonight. It's, it's, I'm drenched I in just, this insight. I just don't. I don't know. Do, technically, is it the best <coughs> sitcom? No. no. Some of the earlier episodes, in particular, were just a bit odd. But it, it's of all of these, it's the national event. It's the you watch it back Adele falling through a bar Batman and Robin oh. all of those kind of they're not as funny as they were back then but back then you you can't you, you just can't exaggerate just kind of you, you can't what a cultural impact that show is emphasise how funny him falling through that bar and the chandelier for instance because you did not see them coming it was yeah. they were beautifully disguised yeah I, I suppose I suppose I suppose the answer is in my point now. It's like, when I watch it back now, it's not as funny. Because I know <laughs> because what's going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is amazing. I could, I could have easily put that higher. But that's again, that's kind of, the, I suppose, the difference between a, like a, one guy writing a sitcom yeah. and the Americans that are like this more polished, crash bang wallop, you know, gag, gag, gag. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a different style. It just depends what appeals, you know. So go on then, John. What is your number one? My number one, again, it's a bit of a, a loyalty pick because it's, it's been my favourite sitcom for about 20 years, but I've, I've gone Frasier. Um, still, in my opinion, one of the most intelligent and well-written comedies ever. Um, not perfect. Not perfect. I mean, Daphne's family, you know, let's not go there. One or two series, not great, but I just think for overall quality and making you laugh while not, like, never, like, playing down to the audience if you know what I mean never patronising the audience even when they're talking about highfalutin things and stuff I just think and it's the best pilot I've ever seen for a sitcom mm. but I, yeah again it's another one of them if it's on I'll sit and watch it because I think oh this one's funny this one's funny absolute as I said there's a, there's a sentimentality and a loyalty that I feel towards it but I just think it's amazing Oh. What if they I'm fuck it? Up. What if they fuck it with the new one? And uh, I'm, I'm honestly, Johnny, I'm kind of dreading it because they did have a couple of ropey series, but I always thought series eleven where they brought it back and finished it well. But I'm worried, I'm, you know, to get that quality again will be quite. But then again, I never thought taking Been done before taking Fraser out of Cheers. I, I thought mm. what a strange character take out of that. Uh, just how much I know. I well, mean, I suppose if you go into it with this low expectation, you can only be pleasantly surprised. Exactly. It's the secret to life. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. My number one, The Office. Really? Wow. Yes, really. I was trying to think which one you hadn't. Yeah, right. Yeah, cool. you ranked it very uh, low. Quite low. Yeah, 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 I did number nine, yeah. Yeah, I just I just think it's really... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Are we counting the realies, no, viewer? I just, uh, it, it, I just thought, right... I tried to think, if, if I was just to flick the telly on and I had like five minutes just to sit and have a cup of tea, yeah. which of these sitcoms would I want to watch five minutes of? And it was The Office. Right. Because I can pick it up at any point. Yeah. And it, I, it's interesting what you talk about the writing of Frasier. I don't disagree with that. It's, it's very clever writing. But the, the, the Office is just meticulous. Yeah, yeah. And I also take your point about it, it's being done as a genre, but it hadn't been done at the time. No, it no. It was magical I, the first again, time. Like I, I know you get that, yeah. It's like you say about, like, you didn't yeah. see that coming, but you worked on because you'd never seen the episode before. So, yeah, it's, But it's what I find like, with yeah. The Office, and it is painful, and I absolutely understand why people don't get it, but I do like it. It was interesting, we had Dave Smith on for this, that's episode 11, and he loves Brent as the character, and he's like, oh, I'd be happy on a desert island with him, and I don't <laughs> have that relationship with Brent at all. But, oh, I, just, I just think he just... Every situation you walk into, you just you know something terrible is going to happen, yeah, yeah. and it's painful, but it's just so joyful. I think if it was real, and yeah. it was a real documentary, then it wouldn't 
Well, I know, but no, I know no. they're all having a good time on set, and and they do, don't they? I mean, if you see the behind the scenes stuff, you oh, mentioned absolutely. Ricky Gervais has done other stuff as well. When, but... you, when you see, yeah, the the, the, the bloopers from like Derek, and, mm. and that, you, you can see it must be a joy. To, yeah, you know, yeah, to it's... work with him. I, you're right, though. All the silences, even are meticulous. Everything, you know, it's 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 brilliantly done. Yeah. So that's us. That's our top fourteen from season no, one. Nobody's wrong, listener. No, it's just, absolutely just not. You may disagree with this. Yeah. Um, Wayne's still angry that I've got wait till he finds out that I've ranked everybody I've else right up last. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't he probably won't be listening, will he? Nah, but it'll probably just bitter. <laughs> but I mean that that's it. And even for us, pouring over these sitcoms and watching them again, it's quite a jumbled up list we've got there. Yeah. Um an observation I wanted to make is mm. uh, and I've already mentioned it actually, is that we had ten British sitcoms and four um Yank sitcoms I yeah. trying to come up with yank coms now and the <laughs> other sitcoms from other countries do exist well shouldn't make a point of trying to do that that's that that's a very good point yeah yeah we need yeah. to um expand our, uh, our culture a little our bit horizons there. yeah um i don't think there's anything on the top 14 that wouldn't have been improved if we'd have introduced the character of hyacinth bouquet absolutely not yeah no. I, that's the secret to comedy it's yeah just, absolutely. <laughs> just imagine listener Hyacinth in any of those. Yeah, or any of the lead characters appearing in um, Keeping Up Appearances. Yeah. So we should never review Keeping Up Appearances because my memory of it is just it's just beautiful and I might watch it back and it it doesn't work. But they did a, a young Hyacinth, didn't they? A, a oh, drama. They? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, about like why she was the way she is. Oh, right. Was yeah. it any good? Did you watch it? Uh, it was all right, from what I remember. Oh. Yeah. It's not, it's not, not very, it's not very, top yeah. which is very all right. Yeah. So series two, we're going to kick off. We've got Phoenix Knights coming up. Absolutely. Another British sitcom. So. Absolutely. <laughs> not Looking starting with our uh, broadening our horizons, but yeah, we've got Nathan Major coming back to do that. And we will be putting out a call out for suggestions and mm. guests. I mean, if you, if not you know us and you are available, what's that? Sorry. Not that suggestion. I can, I can think of a few suggestions they got for us, but not that one. Which one? Shove it right up your... Anyway, don't matter, don't matter. Honestly, just cut that out, cut that out. If anybody's made it to the end of this, let's face it, probably our weakest ever episode, then um, then they're entitled to tell us to shove it up I always think it was anybody who disagreed with our list will have various suggestions for us and none of them will be pleasant. But yeah. there you go. Make love to our list. Yes. And on that weird note, um, thank you, John, for uh, for sticking with us. Are you coming back for series two? Well, go on then, because you're not a bad kid. And I must just say, he won't like me doing this, but thanks very much for inviting me, John. I thoroughly Aww. enjoyed it. We're now shaking hands and yeah. kissing slightly. See, that said, you just you just have to to ruin a genuine Sorry. moment. We there. weren't kissing at all. I made that bit up. We were touching each other's buttons. Yeah. Right, okay. God bless. <laughs> Um, okay. Okay. Well, on that um, homoerotic note, um, <laughs> let's wrap up the series one of the sitcom sit down. I've been John Gilbert, and I've been John Alburns. Thank you for listening. God bless. <laughs>